0: hello hello welcome hello. To harmonizer. oh what i said how to harmonize there oh yeah of course naturally <laughs> welcome to killer crime and sister time i'm sydney i'm liberty and we're this us. Yeah, yeah this is us and we didn't skip a week so we are consistent we didn't skip a week but we are daily it's fine I am exhausted. <laughs> <Yeah>. Valen, Valen. <laughs> so tiredness. Been up since four. That's uh, disgusting. It is pretty. It is pretty disgusting. Uh, also, please yeah, ignore all the bells and stuff that were happening behind me. Um, <laughs> my husband is taking our dog for a walk and. We have a potty oh. bell on our door. And so Stop. whenever you open the door, it rings. That's so cute. So does Zag do the thing where he like hits the bell? Yeah, he hits the bell when he has to go potty so that we can take him out. He's pretty does smart. he hit does he hit it when he wants to go outside too just for shits and gigs? Um if one of us goes outside like to grab something or we're leaving um and he's out of his kennel he will ring it and you're like I know you don't have to go to the bathroom asshole like oh, I recognize yeah I recognize that you know dad or whatever went outside and that's what you want <laughs> your fur baby yeah he's a he's a fur, furry child basically two millennials with no kids raising a dog <laughs> it's me <laughs> it's you um how has your week been it's been good. Um, just busy, and honestly, no, like no offense, Alex, my boss, she listens to our podcast. But um, work has been dragging because I'm really excited for our honeymoon next week. Oh, um, yes. So I just want to be done with work and to be on my honeymoon finally. Exactly. So what are you guys doing again? Uh, we're going on a cruise. We're road tripping to Texas. So we go to Dallas and then Houston. And then Galveston. And then we're going on our cruise. My story um, comes from Texas today. What was that? I said my story comes from Texas today. Oh, Mine comes from California. The two hellholes of the United States. Right. <laughs> no offense, Texas, but like... Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's like the California of Republicans. <laughs> Gross. like i wouldn't want to live in fucking california either trust me mm-hmm. yeah there's too many people i do love california though but I like to visit people. yeah, yeah. I like to visit yeah now how are you doing this week I'm um, just so antsy to text you happy birthday on friday so we will be posting a picture for you because i forgot to post one for myself because i'm the one who does the instagram things so- <laughs> i will post one for you (laughs) that will be happening this bitch is a mess (laughs) yeah i haven't gotten i'm gonna be honest i haven't gotten you anything yet but i don't see you till christmas anyway so it doesn't matter right exactly you'll get like two presents basically i would just like you to know that i got you a very we got you a very nice christmas or birthday presents so exactly so you will be getting a very nice birthday present (laughs) um i'm very excited I also um, said uh, for Christmas John is in our family gift exchange now yes he is I felt like you know three years so it was probably time to add him in that bitch Include him. Yeah, this, is, yeah. this is also the first Christmas oh I forgot who I have um I was just thinking about that actually no I screenshotted it you can't say though no I know oh, okay yeah <laughs> um I don't know if they listen that's true I don't know if their spouse listens, if I'm going to be honest, they probably don't listen, but um, whatchamacallit, where was I going with that? I don't remember, where'd we leave off? Um, I was talking about you inviting John. (laughs) Oh, yes, I was saying this is the first, because you don't enter the Christmas exchange until you turn 18, so this is my first family Christmas exchange so I'm a little sad though because usually everyone would just give me 20s <laughs> that's yeah that's valid I was a little sad too when I, I graduated from the children's gifts to the family gift exchange but I will say if aunt Tammy gets you as like her person um she gives you kick-ass gifts so yeah I'm I'm, I'm honestly excited and I'm excited to buy presents for my person I just think it's gonna be cool so yeah
1: i need to figure out what
0: i want to get for my person they added to their wish list i just don't know what i want to get them yet. so i just added a bunch of random shit that i was like mm. the thing is is though like if i'm moving the sorority like i don't have room for anything else like i also just they let me keep my ruck so now i have to find someone to put my ruck in the sorority because <laughs> i told them i was like we did a six mile ruck this There's morning storage okay good I'm just exhausted and they were like oh yeah you have to turn in your ruck today I was like so you want me to ruck from north side to south side do you to turn my shittings son of a car I was like no I'd rather just keep it <laughs> no so I have to ask- not thank you though <laughs> so I asked my instructor I was like can I just keep it if I preenky promise to like <laughs> not lose it good condition and not lose it and he was like I'm not gonna force you to turn it in I was like Yes. I was like I want to practice rucking too like honestly right so keeping that shit um at a very good meeting with my army nursing counselor oh yeah shout out her she's amazing so that was a really good conversation she basically like I just I I literally had like no clue what my life was going to look like once I graduate college I was kind of just going with the flow Um, (laughs) so I got to ask her finally all my questions like what am I going to be doing (laughs) yeah and did you figure it out Yes so basically she was like yeah you know like you go to Bullock like right after you take like the NCLEX so I'll probably be going to Bullock in October because I get a fat summer like basically because I get the month to study before the NCLEX I take the NCLEX I pass it I'm manifesting it I pass it it. and then there's only a couple sorry to interrupt really quick because you're good right the second <laughs> I manifested passing the bar the only thing I wrote so like my journal my not my journal my planner for the year had like a little what you want to accomplish this year section and the only thing I wrote was pass the bar bitch yes I and love I did it. that so manifest God. it now exactly so I'm manifesting it I'm passing the NCLEX once I pass it they only do a couple Bullocks a year for like nursing so I would probably go to Bullock in like October but she was like compared to nursing school and studying for the NCLEX she goes the nursing Bullock is like a vacation she's like you sleep in a hotel and you just go to classes and I was like that is not what I've heard <laughs> she was like hated Bullock yeah, I was literally told I was like, mm, my brother in law had a terrible experience at Bullock. And she was like, Well, what is he? And I was like, Well, now he's an MP. And she was like, Ah yeah. And I was, she was like, Yeah, no. <laughs> she was like, You don't have to do that. She's like, We are n- we have nothing to do with the outside world. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not exactly true, but still I was like, I love it. Right. So I basically just got she just told me that compared to nursing school and the stress you endure for the two years before you go to Bullock. Like in nursing school that like once you just get it out of the way like it's amazing right she told me my the summer between my junior and senior year because I have to go to camp the summer between my sophomore and junior year so summer between my junior and senior year there's this training opportunity that that's based off OML points so I have to get those points up um so based off OML points they will send you to go shadow a nurse at an army hospital Mm -hmm. for 30 days and you get to rank like which ones like they offer to you and she's like a lot of the times like Hawaii's on there like I could literally go anywhere I wanted right that's or like anywhere they offer right and I like like, could basically like kind of pick where I want to go or like where they have openings and I'd get to like shadow an army nurse for 30 days and like they pay for like my travel my hotel because you know milk the military for all they're worth yeah exactly make your <laughs> pockets hurt <laughs> so I'm just very excited that's exciting for, like I know this meeting just really just made me like excited for life because like college was fun for like the first like couple months and now I'm just kind of like over it and I just want to like graduate <laughs> and get the fuck out of here you have a while my friend tell me about it it's flying by and I hope it continues to fly by because I want to get out of here yeah your first semester is almost over you're old Oh, I know! Thank God. <laughs> and I'll move into the sorority, and I'll have just as much fun. And then yes. we'll do that, which will be nice. Living on Greek Row, mm-hmm. it is nice. Yeah, you don't have to like stumble all the way to the North Side to like get back home. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, very excited. Okay, you ready to get into this bitch? Yes. Um, so this week we chose to do crimes that have been covered up by arson. Uh, so yeah that's what um, we're not do you want to go first or do you want me to go first can i go first because i have a lot of details like fresh in my head yes you can go first fuck yeah okay so going off of that I had kind of a hard time finding a story and I was like panicking because I pushed it off until the last minute like I do and I was like fuck we have to record in like 30 minutes and I can't find a story a productive bitch okay yeah it was like 45 but like I texted Sydney and I was like yo like who's what story are you telling because like only one story comes up when you type in murders covered up by arson and it's the one she's doing (laughs) I had to like go into the depths of Google, but it was good. Not, sorry, so it's actually—I mean, it's not good, but like, it's a—it's an interesting story. It's a better way to phrase it. Right. So, I chose to talk about Cameron Todd Willingham. Um, there's not—I didn't—I didn't. The story is like so long, and like the whole process afterward is like so fucking long that I like could not bother like just getting like a backstory on his life. Right. So it just wasn't really important um so he was born january 9th of 1968 and was convicted and executed for the murder of his three young children in corsicana texas um on december 23rd 1991 so the funny thing about corsicana is that navarro cheer show that i am obsessed with i love them so much yeah they're in corsicana oh really yes and I think there's like a big college nearby so I met this dude at Starbucks when I was working at Starbucks I was talking to this dude and he was talking about like Waco and everything like that and he was talking about Corsica and he mentions Corsicana and I was like oh like I know I watch a documentary from Corsicana like the Navarro Cheer College mm-hmm. and he goes that's so funny because I own a house they used to own the college and apparently like from what this random man was telling me, obviously I've never, like, fact-checked this shit, but he owns the house now. He inherited it. He didn't, like, buy it because it's apparently, like, a fat, like, plantation-style home in Texas. Okay. And I was, like, I was, like, not to be, like, you know, like, weird about it, but, like, that's sh- that. I was, like, that shit's haunted. And he goes, it's funny that you say that because I literally investigate ghosts. And I was, like, shut the fuck up. So mm-hmm. me and this guy, we get to talking. And apparently, like, One of the nearby colleges, I couldn't remember if he said Navarro, because it wouldn't make sense. Might have been Baylor, but Baylor's in Waco, and I don't know how far Baylor is from Corsicana. Okay. One of the big colleges had, like, a sorority or a fraternity that, like, owned the house, and they had a hazing incident, and someone died in the house, and that's why the college ended up, like, selling it so like now he owns it and he says that it's like fucking crazy and he says it's haunted as shit so i just thought that was funny that like corsicana this man i met at starbucks okay yeah. no offense to this poor child who lost their life but could you imagine being haunted by like a frat bro yeah <laughs> 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 fucking Chad. <laughs> That's so like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that he does is look through the liquor cabinet. <laughs> And sometimes you'll see natty light written in the uh fucking like the fog on a mirror. Yeah, the steam in the shower. Natty light question mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Chad. So I have not met a frat bro named Chad yet. I'm disappointed. I don't think I, I've ever met a frat boy named Chad if I'm gonna be I honest. was told there was gonna be Chad's everywhere. <laughs> I've never met a Chad so, and I've yet to meet one. I'm yeah. upset. Continuing on with our story. Okay, yeah, let's so, get back. We- actual stories now yes he's a conviction is very contradictory um because controversial huh controversial yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's very contradictory because of controversy that's what i wrote i don't know what the fuck (laughs) That's the writing of someone who's been up since 4 a.m. Literally. I've taken like two naps too. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Because it's like there's a lot of controversy around the legitimacy of his verdict. Because once you get into it, literally nothing makes sense anymore. Okay. Um, So in 2004, the Chicago Tribune criticized the verdict and the investigation. And so did the New Yorker in 2009. And the Innocence Project got involved too. Because sadly he had already passed by all the time he get executed he was executed by the time that all of these like like reporters started looking into it but Mm -hmm. the more you get into it it's like it's hard so another thing is that like another weird thing was allegedly oh wait i'm gonna tell the story i'm gonna save that fun fact for a minute so okay here's like the story so on december 23rd of 1991 a fire destroyed the home, killing two-year-old Amber Louise and one-year-old twins Carmen and Cameron, both with K's. Okay. Dad escaped the home with only minor burns, and mom was buying Christmas presents. Um, apparently, he was, like, he, like, neighbors reported him, like, running out of the house, like, yelling, like, my babies, my babies, but they were, like, he never tried to get back in. Which I think is a little weird just because, like, I feel like if I was in a burning home, dad, like, wouldn't leave until I was out. Right, exactly. At the same time, like. Like, I wouldn't exit the building. Especially, like, even, like, as a grown-ass adult, I feel like he wouldn't do that. And these were, like, babies. Like, they can't get out on their own. Right. I mean, my only thought is, is, like, you know how they say, like, in, like, an airplane, for example, when they're, like, put on your own mask before you put on the kids, it's because you need to be able to breathe to, you know, help them. My only thought is like that. That makes he sense. thought like his only way to help them because he couldn't get there for some reason was to get out right. and you know get the help he needed. But the only know. reason that like to me that like I don't know. I just maybe we just had really great parents or something. But we do I have great parents. Can guarantee that mom would put my face mask on before hers, <laughs> and I just feel like she. Like it would maybe like dad would be like holding her back like she would be running into a burning house like right he thought I was in there like I don't know I just feel like no matter what that mentality kind of goes out the window when you have kids at least like I mean I don't have kids and they're kind of like you know shit right. dicks but I, I would feel like, do that for my dog if I that- would <laughs> do that for Roscoe oh I would do that for Roscoe yeah so that's what happened and apparently he like moved uh, um he like moved his like he like calmly pushed his car down the driveway so that it wouldn't get like in the fire oh that's weird he later told investigators he was like i thought like if my car exploded it would just make it worse and they wouldn't be able to get my kids out but like neighbors were like one minute he was calm one minute he was hysterical one minute firefighters were holding him back the next minute he wasn't doing anything like they just said his behavior was all over the place and at the same time like I understand that, but at the same time, like, I feel like if I, if that were me, I would just become consistent hysterical, but never gone through anything that traumatic. So obviously who knows, but right. So he ends up getting arrested and prosecutors claimed he set fire to cover up child abuse, but wife claims the kids were never abused, but that she was abused. Okay. Okay so um there's also no evidence of child abuse there's no like you know because usually there's like signs um like you know lots of hospital visits you know bruises like reports by teachers reports by teachers or just even like kids saying something to teachers and teachers not doing anything that's pretty common and i bet like you know in a more conservative society that might be like a little more common just because like yeah it's also the 90s so right Things are a little different now. And um, also it later came out that like they tried to use another defense of like that he wanted to just kill his kids that he just didn't want kids anymore. Because apparently he like when his wife was pregnant, he like tried to kick her and like tried to get rid of it. But there's also no evidence of that. Right. Okay. So, also, if you don't want to have kids, just fucking leave. Yeah, literally. You don't have to kill them. Yeah so yeah that was like something else that came out later in the story so um why they thought it was arson and that he set the fire was police claimed there was charred um puddle patterns and puddle patterns usually mean that there was a liquid accelerant so they were like this is the evidence and the fire burned fast and hot which as a fire cadet i know i'm cool um (laughs) most fires burn fast and hot and I guarantee especially in the 90s it would too because now we're like a little more conscientious with the materials we put into our homes and like I can just imagine all the fucking polyester and like everything that was in that house all the materials in those walls like so it's just kind of hard to say because like a, a lot of fires burn fast and hot there's rarely slow moving fires unless you have like fire doors in your home which is rare unless you live like in a sorority house like there's fire doors all over our house yeah That's or if different. you like live in the house with the firefighter who built the home you know <laughs> yeah, exactly or like you know there is such things as firewalls um fires that or walls that slow down the spread of fire but didn't sound like that it burned fast and hot which oh my god that scared the fuck out of me my Will- husband no i like just saw his face i didn't see like the door i was like <laughs> seeing, there's a ghost behind you there's there's a tall, pasty ghost behind you. <laughs> 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 I right, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's the tall, pasty ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but literally the shit I mean, I'm out of me. Okay, so. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, they were like, it burned fast and hot, and they have these puddles, so they were like, that's evidence. Right. But... Um, there also was evidence they found charring under the front door jam, which was aluminum. I don't know why they added the part that it was aluminum. I don't know much about like the metals and shit. So I don't know if this is like significant, but it was aluminum. Well, I'm assuming like metals react yeah. differently to fire. Yeah. Yeah. So they found charring under the aluminum front door jam, and the area did test positive for an accelerant in front of the door. But like they don't never like found. That yeah <laughs> sorry you're good okay so that's basically like all the evidence they had and now i'm getting into some witnesses so allegedly a jailhouse informant named johnny webb was like he was like yo like i got information mm-hmm. and the thing was is like are they not allowed to like offer a shorter sentence in exchange for information is that correct? I mean, it depends on, like, the jurisdiction. Some people will allow it, some people, once you are already, like, convicted they're like ah, sucks to suck yeah it just depends i think he was like convicted and they like there was like from what i remember reading there was like an issue like it would have been like um his testimony would have been like invalid if they would have offered him a shorter sentence i don't know why i just remember reading that oh yeah so once he's already convicted and he's like in there
1: um, if
0: he's if he's being offered a shorter sentence to provide information then it's like there's a possibility that his information could be false because he's just providing it to get less time and so um they don't want fa- false information the prosecutor denies that's what he did but it's alleged <laughs> so this jailhouse informant was like yo i got this information and he comes forward and said that willingham confessed to starting the fire to cover up an injury or a death of one of the daughters here's the thing though they all died in the fire there's no evidence that they had any physical injuries before and there's no evidence that they died before yeah it's all because of the fire there's like they literally didn't die before right um so we were like okay that's not true like you're literally unfucking reliable so Webb later told the reporter you know I might have been wrong about what I said because he was on lots of meds for bipolar disorder yeah so apparently that was like a thing. Um, at trial, Webb claimed that Willingham found or burned Amber's forehead and arm to make, look at, make it look like she'd been playing with fire. Because apparently there was like distinct burns like on her forehead and arm. Um, but by this point in time, the prosecutor noted he was considered unreliable, but then later supported shortening, shortening his sentence. So he was like, yo, this bitch reliable. And then like, was like, ah, no, but he can get out of jail.
1: So right. everyone's like,
0: the fuck are you doing good? So Webb sent the prosecutor a motion to recant testimony, then claimed Wilhang- Willingham was innocent, and then recanted his recant. <laughs> and then he after- did He to not recant- decide what his stance is. <laughs> and then he recants the recant, and then asked if the statute of limitations on perjury was up yet. What's the statute of limitations on perjury? Uh, I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What did you learn in law school? (laughs) What did you learn? I legitimately cannot tell you what I learned in law school. It is all gone. (laughs) Just fucking info dump the whole degree. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) And one year and the other. So everyone was like, "Yo, we literally can't listen to what this man said." Like, fuck you. Right. Um, also, the when the Innocence Project looked into it around 2009, they found evidence of a handwritten note that a deal was at play in Webb's file. So, it was like, the wording made it sound like, right. bro, he's getting a shorter sentence for this when he's already convicted, like, you can't do that. Right. So, then another witness, fuck, I forgot to write down his name, let me find it. Nope that's not it (laughs) Nope. oh got it so James Grigson okay um what should we call it analyzed Willingham's tattoo of a skull and a serpent and then decided that he fit the profile of a sociopath based on that oh that doesn't sound reliable yeah this sounds like Texas doesn't it Mm -hmm. so Two medical experts then conferred and then confirmed, "Oh yeah, this." And then they take his Iron Maiden poster and said that this further, like entered, like this further, like says that he's a sociopath. If you listen to Iron Maiden, you're a sociopath. I don't make the rules. This is what Texas says. That's <laughs> so you also like can't be a woman there, so Great. don't own a uterus in Texas. It's not the don't listen to Iron Maiden. <laughs> um, quote was the poster of a fallen angel. Le- oh, also, he added that William Han- Willingham's Led Zeppelin poster of a fallen angel was many times an indicator of cultative type activities. And you're in a cult if you listen to Led Zeppelin. This gives the same energy as these whack ass people saying that Travis Scott's concert was a fucking like ritual. So mm-hmm. If you think either of those things, shut the fuck up. (laughs) There's nothing more I can add to that. Um, So basically they were like, yo, he's a sociopath because of this tattoo. Right. And fucking this tattoo and your posters. Because sure, that's. So that checks out. Yeah. So this psychiatrist, James Grigson, advised the death penalty. Well, before he before the psychiatrist dies, I have no clue when he dies. it just says prior to his death, he was expelled from the American Psychiatric Association and the Texas Society of Psychiatric Physicians for unethical conduct because he was diagnosing patients without exams. So oh, I guarantee oh so glad he was making so, decisions on people's lives. They called him Dr Death because his repeated testimony as an expert witness in which he recommended the death penalty. So who knows if that was the only person he got killed? Probably not. Not saying that Willingham's innocent, because we literally have no clue, but at the same time, like, if the Innocence Project stepped in, then I feel like this isn't, like, they don't, they wouldn't take that lightly and tarnish their reputation by looking into a man who possibly murdered three kids. Right. Yikes. So, like, literally none of this evidence adds up that he murdered, so... Right. Um, what the code he violated was was in quotes, arriving at a psychiatric diagnosis without first having examined the individuals in question and for indicating while testifying in court as an expert witness that he could predict with a hundred percent certainty that the individuals would engage in future violent acts. Nobody can guarantee anything with a hundred percent certainty. Let's not be dramatic here. Literally, like I know that psychiatry is like science and I know that, but at the same time behavior is not 100% predictable. And even in science experiments, nothing happens, like, 100% of the time. Literally. Like, like there's always a margin of error or... <laughs> Literally. So, disgusting. Yeah. Um, um, later, this man named Gerald Hurst, this is where we get to the end, because, like, there's not, I mean, a lot left besides him getting executed. So, right. in 2004... Gerald Hurst examined the arson evidence compiled by State Deputy Fire Marshal Manuel Vasquez. And he individually discredited each piece of arson evidence. Um, He was able to recreate the elements of the scene in question. And um, yeah, this left only the chemical testing for the accelerant. And the front porch was the only place where an accelerant was verified by lab tests. Um, and a photograph taken of the house before the fire showed that a charcoal grill was there so it's wow. possible the accelerant found on the front porch was accelerant from the grill and not and so it could have not even been it could have been like that gas shit you keep by a grill it didn't even, it right so it didn't necessarily have to be like purposeful yes wow they discredited every piece and but this was sadly after he was already done. So Hearst quoted, the whole case was based on the purest form of junk junk science. There's no item of evidence that indicated arson. And um, what should we call it? Governor Perry at the time, this is where, this is the fun fact I was talking about earlier. It's not fun, but allegedly Texas Governor Rick Perry replaced three out of the nine forensic commission members to change the commission findings. During his investigation, he denies this, of course. Right. And his spokeswoman was like, We understand that there might have been issues letting up leading up to the conviction. They didn't say anything else. So it's possible that this man he also they offered him a plea of life in prison. Um, Mm -hmm. so no death penalty if he pleaded guilty. And the whole time he was like, No, I'm innocent. So he got the death penalty because he claimed. I would need to, you know, maybe watch the trial before I made a full opinion, but at the same time, like, there's no evidence pointing to that it was purposeful. Right. Or at least no, like, indisputable evidence that it was purposeful. Right. There's no, like, evidence pointing directly, like, who's, who's to say there wasn't any foul play? And maybe he was a shit person. Right. But he might not have committed these murders. So... He was executed February 17th, 2004 by lethal injection. Yikes. And all these investigations happened around 2009, 2010. So sadly, he was already dead. I just can't believe like an execution transpired that quickly. Yeah. I, uh, but at the same time, like when you... There's no public, I guarantee there was no public backlash from that because you're in a small conservative community. You are saying that he was a sociopath. He listened to devil worshiper music because you know that's what they thought. Yeah. And he, and everyone's saying he murdered three kids. Right. So you know there was no backlash so they were able to do it quickly without anyone even being like, no, this might be wrong because all your evidence is fucking stupid and the doctor you (laughs) used is wrong right so that's unfortunate it is unfortunate but at the same time it's still terrible that three girls had to lose their little girls had to lose their lives yes absolutely that's even worse in my opinion yeah so yeah that's my story all right well that was a bummer um (laughs) any better at all so i apologize um my story is about priscilla castro so this is actually pretty recent, like in the past year um, on au- August 16th, 2020, Priscilla Castro left her Oakland area home and headed to Vacaville, California to go on a blind date with Victor Sarateno, Sarateno, I feel oh, like I saying that wrong. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so Priscilla, it, it doesn't matter anyway, cause he's a dick. So that's yeah, him um priscilla was leaving was a loving mother to a nine-year-old daughter an amazing sister and daughter herself and she aspired to open her own hair salon one day unfortunately um after she left for her date on august 16th her family would never see her again a few days later police would find her car abandoned The search for Castro would continue for nearly a month before her charred remains would be found near Lake Berryessa um, in California. So let's back up a little bit. Um, After Castro disappeared, detectives searched for weeks, collecting cell phone records, video surveillance, and other data. Um, Like I said, this led police to Castro's body that was badly burned, um, and dumped on the Solano County side of Lake Berryessa. Eventually, um, this, you know, research and surveillance led police to Victor. And in an interview, once he was, you know, arrested, um, he denied involvement in Castro's death he claimed that he, while he had seen Castro that day, um, they had parted ways before she disappeared. Um, so, you know, it's just what he's claiming. Right. After some questioning, he said that he used Google to look up Castro's information, but authorities are still trying to figure out motive and how he identified Castro to begin with, like as a target um due to his refusal to actually cooperate with detectives they also aren't sure on a lot of details of uh priscilla's death unfortunately right and at um, the same time like they're wondering how like he found her but i guarantee like, it's not hard nowadays like you just pick a pretty girl and you dm her on instagram you right. take her on a date like i guarantee it was nothing more than like oh I want that right and I also saw yeah and I also saw some articles that were bringing up like dating apps but like never got like a confirmed like which app and then um, other articles were talking about how they just like he just messaged her online and they started talking um so it's like really unclear what actually happened and honestly we don't have a ton of information right now because like i said this happened just last year mm-hmm. um, and then the investigation took a while and and uh, we're still waiting on an actual trial so a lot of the information hasn't come out unfortunately and so there's still a lot of questions at this time right. um and also due to victor refusing to cooperate with police you know telling them that he you know didn't stay with her all the time like when he left she was perfectly fine and you know just all his lies that he was spinning um the detectives aren't sure on a lot of the details of her death um for example they don't know where she was killed they don't know the motivation they don't know how she was killed um so far all they really have is that she was likely killed shortly after they met for their date Mm -hmm. um like literally they met for their date and within the hour she was um had been murdered yeah it's terrifying you can't even it's just so scary like you get warned about this your whole life but you find a nice guy you're like you're like you know this can't happen to me like he seems nice right you You be murdered like Like, you're just trying to find someone right it's frustrating yeah and from like all accounts too she was like an amazing happy person mother, and woman yeah and it just sucks that right she had to be taken um so they know that she was killed shortly after their date and that two days after her disappearance security cameras caught a man parking her car in vacaville getting out and walking in the direction of victor's home Mm -hmm. so um you know just a lot of weird stuff um but not really like a full story just yet. Exactly. Um, but after the search led to Victor, um, and they interviewed him and all that, he ended up getting booked into Solano County Jail on a no bail warrant. Um, I assume they probably thought he was like a flight risk of some kind or something. Or dangerous. I mean, fucking probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, so now let's, you know, this episode is about crimes being covered up with fire, so let's get to the fire, unfortunately. Um So having found Priscilla's body so close to the fire made authorities very suspicious, obviously. Um, They were trying to figure out if she was placed there before the fire started or if she was placed there and then the fire was started as to cover up evidence. Exactly. Um, They now believe that Victor deliberately set the Markley fire in an attempt to hide his crime. The fire that he set led to damage to more damage than he actually may have anticipated i assume that one he didn't really care because he's kind of an asshole but two um that you know he was just thinking about hiding his crime and didn't really anticipate the fire getting much larger even though it was california in like the summer <laughs> oh know, yeah, because yeah he started a whole ass wildfire didn't he yeah he did so um It got named the Markley Fire, um, and it ended up merging with the Hennessy Fire, which later merged with the LNU Lightning Fires. And these fires, the LNU Lightning Fires, um, were started by a storm that um, generated over 11,000 lightning strikes, which obviously led to a wildfire. Exactly. Um, And so all three of these fires ended up merging and uh, they destroyed thousands of acres property and ended, I believe it was six lives. Um, But the Markley fire that was started by Castro, well, allegedly started. I'm going to say also that because the trial hasn't started, everything in this is like alleged alleged. Um, because he isn't innocent until proven guilty um but this is what the uh authorities and police and all that jazz are speculating right now right. so unless you're unless you're in texas then you're just like you know guilty if you have a school and serpent tattoo and listen to iron <laughs> iron maiden. well don't listen to iron maiden obviously okay. or and Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. it's a cult okay um and so the fire that Victor, allegedly set, ended the lives of two people. So once they were able to like tie in his murder of um, Priscilla in with the fire, then they were able to tack on two more murder charges for the people who died in the fire that he started intentionally. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. So um, he is currently facing three murder charges and arson charges Mm -hmm. um and he has waived his right to a speedy trial so the trial has yet to occur and we're just kind of you know waiting on information um and again, I have in here, I was like, he is presumed innocent until proven guilty, but um, this is what authorities have collected and kind of what we're waiting on to see how it will proceed and what the result will be. Um, but my heart really goes out to her family because in the articles I was reading, it sounds like they're having a really hard time with this and hearing all of you know the things that he said in interviews and stuff is really hard for them um and yeah i can imagine. imagine yeah uh my sources were cbs sacramento the mercury news uh abc news times herald and ndtv my sources were wikipedia i love that for you i love it too <laughs> <laughs> an icon an icon Liberty is checking herself out in the Zoom camera in case anyone's curious. I'm just looking good Been losing weight getting skinny legend. Skinny queen. Skinny queen. (laughs) I'll know it. (laughs) God damn. You can't die. (laughs) I know. I was going to say, I'll know I've made it when I can just like buy clothes whenever I want. Oh, love that for you. I can't wait for the day. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, you guys. We really appreciate you. Yes. Um be- adjusting with our lives and right. stuff. Understanding we're busy because I know we still have like a bunch of listeners that I like, haven't left. And I'm like and I'm like, like to to you, guys hey. this, <laughs> you, you understand, understand really, really. Really. So uh-huh. yeah, next week we'll be back with our regular scheduled programming of current events can always send in your stories you know insta dms um you can dm our personals you know just sydney michaels and liberty firth and you can send it to our gmail i know we haven't mentioned that in a while so killer crime 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 at gmail.com yes yes (laughs) That, that one um you can email that with your stories and yeah so we're pretty excited to come back Yes. And, um, I will be leaving on my honeymoon, not next. Yeah. I'll be leaving next Friday. So we'll have to record ahead of time so that we can get, and yeah, we can get two episodes going next week. Yes. Okay. I'll be home. Oh, that's right. So exciting. So okay. Exciting. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you guys. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.